On Sex Positive Me, we explore all aspects of sex and relationships, ranging from fetishes and BDSM to ethical non-monogamy and LGBTQ issues. Sex Positive Me destigmatizes sexual practices and relationships while reconciling reality with myth and misconceptions. Our goal is to educate, entertain, and be advocates of sexual freedom. And now here's your hosts, Angelique and John Luna. Hey everyone, it's Angelique Luna here during quarantine, self-isolation, and uh, lockdown with my loving husband, tech guy, trying to keep me sane and also driving me insane, John C. Luna. We passed day 30 of being indoors, and and it's kind of, I never thought I would say it, being indoors is weird from an ex-software developer. You you know, normally that's what we do, hide in caves. So... (laughs) And smuggling hot pockets there. You know, we, we we haven't had hot pockets in this house in years. I know, but you know, well, the nineteen-year-old moved out. That's, oh, that's why. True. That's why we don't have hot pockets. That's but true. It, it is still troubling times because it's thirty days we haven't heard the fireworks from Magic Kingdom. So soon, Mickey. Soon we will see you. But we have a interview that's a little little off base, but still related to our sex positive theme. It is totally off base, but it's so encouraging the drinking that has helped this well, economy keep going. Cla- classy drinking. Classy. Classy drinking. You make you make it sound like we're opening up a keg with our teeth. No. Well, no, because they know I don't drink kegs or beer. I'm a wine kind of girl. I know. Well, you're a Scotch guy, so. That, that that is true, but we're also both wine people. And it's funny because I was watching news last night and uh, they announced, what was it? Total wine, wine sales are up 78% since the quarantine, which makes me want to go back in time and buy stock in total wine right before all this happened. Cause they apparently are the only people making money at this. Right. But as long as the uh, world health organization don't get their way and trying to shut down oh. the alcohol, I was like, no, cause it's a alcohol. <laughs> lowers your immune system which makes you susceptible to get the coronavirus and i'm like no that's what's keeping us sane is the alcohol that's what's keeping us happy at home and having nice relaxing evenings because if i'm happy you're happy and that's everyone's, what, happy. everyone's happy so yes so what, <laughs> let's jump to our introductions we have ariana list i damn it close. i didn't say it close you're close ariana Lyris. Lyrist, you know something? Your name's Lyrist and you're into music. There, there, there's, a, there's a connection there that's just, and her, and her uh, partner, uh, I'm gonna get this, Ansoir. Ansoir, perfect, yes. Got it. So, um, we actually met her uh, at what, about two months ago at PodFest. It's not been two months. It hasn't been two months? No, it hasn't. That's right, because that's towards the end of uh, PodFest is when I went to do hugs because I'm a huggy person and people started saying no. So right. It was right at the beginning of right that. of the COVID right. lockdown, yes. So yes, it hasn't been two months, Scott. Next month will be yeah. two. Months. That was one of the last conferences I think that hit, and then yeah. you know, it, it, God, it I made it back to Nashville after that, just that weekend, and then after that, all traveling pretty much shut down. Well, one one of the 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 sad things, just quickly talking about travel, is we've been checking on our friends, and one is getting home today. Like they've been trying to get home since all of this oh, started. Wow. And constantly, they've had like six flights and six times they started going to the airport and it was canceled. Mm-hmm. Wow. So, hopefully, they, uh, their hotel, I don't know, hopefully they got some covered if they were on vacation. 
But they're, they're staying with family, so that's a good thing for some of our friends that have been blessed on the lockdown, because we have another friend that's still locked down in Hawaii. Oh, darn, she's on a beachfront house. Hmm. <laughs> How horrible. <laughs> I, right. I can volunteer as tribute to take her space so she can get back to her family, you know, yeah. if you pass the word on. Yeah, exactly. We are all in, like, trying to escape that. <laughs> it's like, tag. Well, there's a lot of things people are volunteering for. Um, I know it's not there no more, but I keep seeing quotes about they're wishing the, the, the Playboy Mansion was still there because it means someone's trapped in there with all those poor women that are bored as hell. Well, that's another thing that's up with sex toy sales. They're up by 58%. Wow. Oh, wow. So that's another, yeah. Mm -hmm. I, would, I definitely attest to the wine sales because I work at a wine shop in Nashville and that's, um, it, there's, it's definitely been busier than, than it's ever been, um, the, the, you know, that I've seen. And I've been working there for about eight months. And so it's, uh, yeah, he's, uh, the owner is, is going to be happy. He's going to be taking a big vacation next year, I think. <laughs> that's awesome. Well, Quickly to go through your bio, I know you're out of Nashville. You are a singer, songwriter, performer, and obviously now a wine enthusiast. Mm -hmm. And we, we mentioned this, you're working on, uh, what is it, your Wine Spirit Education Trust Level 3. That sounds so formal. Mm, yes, it's, yep, I'm currently studying for that. I did get, um, I was planning on taking it in May, but now it's, it's postponed because uh, of Corona. But it gives me a little extra time to, to prep and uh, you know, do a, usually there was a formal tasting group that I was meeting with and, um, on a weekly basis and we're kind of going through the grid, they call it. Um, and you know, so I'll, I'll get a chance to do that again before, before I take it. But yes, it's a, uh, yeah, very rigorous exam for sure. That, 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 that sounds, that sounds pretty cool. I mean, people come to us and then we'll say like, well, how do you, how do you, become a sex expert. And I'm like, I'm, I'm not really sure. We kind of just ended up here. There is no like, if you want to be a lawyer, there's a track. If you want to be a doctor, obviously there's a track. Engineer, mm -hmm. there's a track. You want to talk about sex? Well, you'll, you'll figure it out. And no one ever thinks, but there is a set thing about wine because once you get into the wine industry, it is very, I'm assuming a close knit, but large worldwide community. It is. It's, it's funny that way. Cause um, it is on, on a global scale, you know, it's just, there's so many, so many places, the regions, and that, that people are study wine or making wine. However, I find, in, you know, in Nashville, if you, it's a small community. So if you know one person or, you know, the people, if you know somebody that works at a restaurant, most likely they're going to know other people who are working in the, the wine industry or studying for which exam, you know, different exams. And um, it's definitely a small, yeah, kind of a click, uh, you know, niche thing to study. Now, does that, I, yeah, I was going to say, does that have that fancy title of sommelier? Is that how you pronounce yeah. it? Yes. Yeah, so that's the, uh, but through the quartermaster psalms, if you take, I have my intro through the quartermaster psalms and then level two is the certified. So once you complete level two, you're an official sommelier. Oh, cool. That's um, a fancy title. Yeah, yeah. And people, I think that's the most common you know, most well-known out there. And then mm -hmm. uh, as far as just that, that word, you know, being, but the W set, I, I didn't, 
as I was getting into it, I did more research about the different types of organizations. And I thought that the WSET was more in line with my interests in the field. So it's more focused on viticulture and, you know, kind of how the climate or you know, topography affects the land, um, you know, or just uh, di different aspects and the growing conditions versus uh, and then also with more business, business, wine, importing, exporting, things like that, um, distribution versus the quartermaster psalms is more service-based focused. Um, so fine dining and, and, you know, in that world. So you took your, your, your wine experience and of course you're in Nashville, the home of such great music. And yeah. you're the host of Treble and Vine. Mm -hmm. It's a, uh, a podcast the idea I started my uh, undergraduates in, in music and uh, communications. And so I started off with, um, yeah, with just with that degree and then and writing in town with different songwriters performing around. Um, and that's been great. I love writing. That's like my favorite, my favorite thing about, about music and uh, performing is fun too, but I definitely, it's, it's cool when you get into to writing, it's like you just someone else's perspective. You kind of sit around in a room um, with another person or two other people and just have a discussion about titles and topics or we call them hooks, you know, the, the chorus of the song, in other words. And then you kind of go into, um, you know, just open up into a conversation about how someone someone's feeling or what's going on in their life. And then, you know, you create a song from it. Um, so that was, you know, I've been doing that for many years and then I um, got into wine about a year and a half ago and uh, just started reading about it and then, you know, took the intro and got, uh, got certified. Um, I also, I work at the Sheraton. Uh, so working there, it, the certification um, is kind of helping or is along with what I'm doing there as the champagne ambassador. And so that's, that's been, um, that's been really fun, but you know, to get come full circle, the podcast came from having the background of music and wanting to combine that with what I was recently, you know, my studies in wine. And so it's been, uh, I've been working on it for about a year. And so it's been a slow process getting it up and started. And, um, you know, this is my first, and as you said earlier, I met you at PodFest. So it was my first podcasting conference that I attended. And um, I learned a lot kind of about, you know, things I've been, things I've done right, things I want to change. And, you know, it kind of is, I feel like it's launching me into that next step with the, with developing the podcast. Well, PodFest was definitely an overload. It, it is basically the, the only way to put it because they had four, sometimes six sessions going on simultaneously. It's like any conference. You try, you wished you had clones because you want to go to all of them, but you can't be in two rooms at the same time. And it went on for three days. And four. Was it four? It was oh, we missed four. the first day. That's right. Well, no, you missed the fourth. Oh, you went to the first. Yeah, day. I oh. went to all of them there. So except for the after party because I was being a good woman. So <laughs> I stayed Since home. when do you miss an after party? <laughs> you, you were needy anyways um no but podcast was a good conference to go for your first pod uh, podcasting one because it's still even though this year was like extreme growing pains i mean they literally did double in size from last year to this year 
still mm -hmm. that, hey, whatever you need, we're here. No one's in competition, no matter what kind of topic you're talking about on your podcast. So I know um, one of the uh, speakers was a psychic medium and everyone was really cool and supportive. I mean, we ours was last year, right? Or two years? No, last, we've done two years so far. Two years. So last year was our first one. And we were scared shitless because of our topic. We're like, okay, how are they going to react? And everyone was very open arms, welcoming and gave us tips and tricks and how to, you know, improve. And I thought, whoa, uh, we were used to backlash, but no, that is like the best family friendly conference, I think. And we had met you at one of the, it was a holistic talk where we yeah. were. So that of, was kind of a funny, I don't know if I had told you that kind of background. I was looking for, um, so Steve, he does a lot of the, he does the, the editors, uh, editing Academy and does a lot of the editing. So I do all my own editing through iMovie on the, um, mm -hmm. for my podcast. And I had, so I had met him in Nashville at a, just a podcast, a monthly podcast meeting. And he had offered me a ticket. It was, you know, so he goes, Oh, well, we have an extra ticket. If you want to come to Podfest. And I was like, Oh, when is it? He's like, Oh, it's like in two weeks. I'm like, Oh, okay. Let Get on a plane. Like, come on down. Let's go. Yeah. I was like, let me see if I can clear, you know, my work schedule and get a, get a flight there in the, in the hotel. And, um, but yeah, I was able to get kind of a special rate through the, the Sheraton and the Marion. Um, so it worked, no, it worked out, it worked out, you know, to go. And so when I showed up, he said, um, I, I went on Friday, I came and he, he was like, oh, a bunch of us are going to meet kind of for coffee at about five o'clock or kind of the, kind of, a, he was doing, um, came a day early to do an editor's, um, meet and greet and kind of had, a, had his own, um, kind of a mini conference just for that one day conference. But I told him I, I couldn't attend, you know, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, you know, all three days, but um, I wanted to join at the end. I couldn't, I couldn't find where they were meeting. And so then I ran into, um, there's a girl who is going to the, she goes, well, I'm going to meet these other girls and we're going to go get sushi at the, and I was like, well, that sounds great. Let me just, so I just like went with her, which then turned into that is actually a, a bigger meeting than I anticipated, but with all the holistic people. And so I was just, and that was kind of my first introduction to the, the pod uh pod fest as far as meeting and meeting you and um cool. you know so it's kind of you know i was like all right i feel like that's a lot of what conferences are but just especially how pod fest operates it's just really mm -hmm. open and really a lot of uh yeah people just oh you should join our group or what do you, you know what are you doing let's you know really inviting and welcoming um in that sense and so that i kind of just it was like that from after that point the whole weekend was just that way <laughs> And it just goes so quickly. The yeah. entire thing, their, their sleep is like optional. In fact, it's discouraged. Just keep going. Yeah. Do some uh, five-hour energy and keep going. Well, that's all our conferences. We, we know the rules. It's like, um, what is it? Three, uh, three meals. Three showers? No, it, it, it's three, two, one. It's like one shower. To, oh, no. One shower, two meals, and three hours of sleep. <laughs> that, that's the okay. uh, code for uh, and, conferences. And what if 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 you're a uh, veteran? Uh, four, 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 four drinks. Four drinks. Yeah. There, there we go. Four, yeah. It's, yeah. Like four, <laughs> that, that, that pretty much sums up. Yeah, I think I didn't eat at all. Like I was like, you know, the whole just running, running to one uh, panel next, you know, to the back to back, one after the other. But it was fun. No, I learned a lot, and it made me, you know, really excited me for you know, moving forward with what I'm, what I'm doing and, um, gave me a lot of like, 
or in meeting you and having, you know, this topic of, you know, new innovative ideas for uh, episodes for future, you know, and the types of um, kind of opening my mind, I guess, is really what to mm -hmm. uh, new, you know, yeah, just new ideas and new, new ways to combine music, wine, and it's like music, wine, and sex. That's like, you know, one of the, <laughs> it's just, you know, it's like those things that go, they all, you know, go one after the other. Uh, that's a good evening. Yeah, it's a good evening. <laughs> and we encourage good evenings. And one of the things is uh, a sex positive podcast is obviously um, the mood is a big part of it. Setting mm -hmm. the mood, getting people, you can't just come home from a long bad day at work where your boss yelled at you and turned around and go, I'm sexy now. It never really <laughs> works out yeah, so it, well. Yeah, here's some Barry White on, yeah. So <laughs> in all honesty, setting the mood is, is a huge thing. And especially with so many people at home, most people I know are, are, are home and when they say, oh, I want something different to drink, they're gonna drink, uh, what, what, what is that, Kendall something? Whatever's at Publix, you know, your general grocer. And that, that is like, you know, the Budweiser of beers. So yes. when we were meeting with Ariana, we said we, we really wanted to go ahead and do this and, and, and have an interview, kind of getting people out of their comfort zone in preparing for, for that intimate night or even just to relax with. So, you, we talked about bringing in some wines, and yes. you know what? I have I have wines right here. Yeah, you came at my wine bottle. I, no, I have, yes, you did. No, you, it's I was here. supposed to have it. <laughs> I brought. Uh, yeah, I threw some. I had emails, you know, advanced some suggestions. So oh, yeah, I was going to show you the. We're we're both drinking that right White Haven. White uh, Haven. There we go. A Sauvignon Blanc from New Zealand, and so I, uh, I love New Zealand Sauvignon Blanc. That's kind of my, you know, it's a. And it definitely is a, a personal preference uh, as far as it's going to have, there's a native berry that grows there called a gooseberry. And yes. uh, you it's, love gooseberry? It yes, a cut food and wine festival drinking oh. around the world. And uh, so you, so you like, you already know. Then you, yes. Like, so you like it, but you know, some people, you know, some people say it's like, it has a very distinct taste. That's mm -hmm. why I will say that. And so uh, some people, you know, have said, oh, it's like, it's like drinking cat piss or, you know, it's like a, and I, I, I don't have cats. So I, that's probably, you know, I never, that was not my initial association <laughs> with it. I'm like, I don't know what you mean. And so I thought, um, so this wine too, I will say, um, cause they do, I wanted to, the ones I emailed you, um, and I said, Chop Shop, White Haven, the Sauvignon Blanc, uh, the Chop Shop's a Cabernet Sauvignon. So I wanted to find um, where I work, we have, you know, a few, it's more of a boutique winery, but there are a few that I knew they would have in Orlando or, where, or sort of wherever. You know, these are yeah. assess, accessible is what, what I'm trying to say. Is, so that I found, um, so, you know, I gave you a few options and this is a great, um, figure you know why not afternoon sunny afternoon sit on the back porch kind of uh you know wine and so i have yeah i have a couple glasses here as well so i'll have you that's john misplaced the cap I, I i dropped the cap but at least i have the wine okay. so we're good okay oh, yeah, now here, here's the silly question we actually chilled it was was it supposed to be chilled or not yes i will say for White wines, I, you know, recommend chilling, you know, 15, 20 minutes. Um, if you need it faster, I will, you know, you could put it in the freezer for about five minutes, five to 10 minutes. Just don't forget you put it in there. <laughs> you don't want to have, but uh, I've definitely done that before. This is, yeah, but this, I would say, yes, uh, mm -hmm. white wine, you definitely want to, you know, have 
chilled a little bit. And so cheers. Yes. Cheers. <laughs> and so I will, uh, I made up a grid. This is, or with the W set, this is our W set systematic approach to tasting wine. And so um, I can send you a, uh, you know, a couple pictures if you want to kind of post mm -hmm. this as well. Yeah. But um, it goes through, so it starts, you know, go, go through it. And I have my wine, this is my wine journal I have here. It's just my, um, where I'll, you know, so this is the, the wine today, mm -hmm. White Haven. Um, and I'll go through, I usually write the name, write the vintage, you know, or the year, and then where it's from. Uh, and then I go through, you know, each, there's several categories. So, you know, going in order, can you get that? I'll grab a pen real quick. Well, it, uh, tastes, it tastes pretty good. I, it's light. And it yippee! almost has a hint of pear to it. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. I would say that. No, it does. It does. And so, so going and going through it, I'll run through it quick. Um, we have, so you start with appearance, then the nose, and then the palate, and then kind of your conclusions. Um, so appearance, you know, and normally um, you should always have, I can kind of use my apple box, but there's, you know, use like a white, um, a white like background. yeah, white. So in order to really see the coloring in it, um, and I know this is kind of a fun, these are my fun wine glasses. I was, we were outside earlier and the, it's so windy that we broke the wine glasses just like blew oh. right over. She threw them at me. <laughs> I know the drinking started before us. No fair. <laughs> <laughs> Like it's the afternoon. It's like, but yeah, this, this is our, yeah. Uh, but this is so. I always say, get a white napkin or some, you know, white background so you can kind of clearly, and you kind of tilt the glass like so. Um, you want a clear, a clear glass. Um, and so the first thing, you know, cl uh, clarity. It's clear intensity. I would say, you know, there's pale, medium, or a deep. Um, this is pale. You know, looking. It's you know, light. Like you said, a light. Um, you know, like, has like, yeah, like there's, and it kind of has a, as far as coloring, I would say there's, you know, for whites, we have lemon, uh, sorry, lemon green, lemon gold, amber, or brown. And so going through that, we're going to, this again, I would say is like lemon green, lemon. Okay. okay. On that lighter side of the grid. If, if it's going to be usually the coloring, if it's gold, amber, or brown, now we're talking about a white wine that has aged. So mm -hmm. the older, that's kind of a, the older a white wine, uh, or, you know, uh, age, well, yeah, the more age a white wine has, the darker it will become. Mm -hmm. And so that more of sense. that, that coloring, that amber or that, you know, um, kind of an orangey brown type. Uh, so that, yeah, then we move on to the nose. And so, you know, and I will swirl, swirl uh my glass here and the purpose of that just kind of in this fashion but uh is to really get the to really to really get the best scent or the really the so that mm. way it will yeah. rise i'm getting fruity and berry yeah as clear as i can um yeah and so it's clean so it's like is the wine clean the condition is it clean or is it faulty so this wine is you know we open the bottle and we just opened it, so it could possibly, it was on the shelf of the wine shop, so there's a possibility of it being faulty, but it's not, it's good. Let me ask uh, you, stop you, when you say faulty, um, there was a time I opened up a wine, 
and there were flakes in it. Or it seemed like there was sort of like a sediment in that. Is that a process like that occurs from aging or was it just like a, a wine that just went too quickly and they maybe, it looked like very small, like small parts of grape floating yeah. around and it. it was weird. No, no, the sediment, yeah, the sediments are natural. Um, that it, It's not a fault um, in the wine. I know some people who, you're in a restaurant, you know, at the bottom of the, um, the bottom of the bottle, sometimes there's a little bit of that sediment or pieces or you'll find it when you pour it in the glass usually i'd recommend um if you, that wine should be decanted and that's usually happens just again with aging um and something that just and to me that that's really almost it's uh it's a quality it's just sort of a a you know a standard thing that happens in, in red wine um you're not gonna find um you won't find that in there's other things with uh tartrate crystals that will form in white wine and usually um but that's it's different from sediment um but the sediment yeah that's just a natural forming uh part of part of that you can find in the bottle but not not a fault at all oh cool i never knew yeah well that explains why every time we go drinking at our favorite restaurant they put all our wines in a decanter the red wines not the sparkling and not the white okay i don't think I don't remember. It's been a while. Usually, it's um, it's more common to decant red wine. Yeah, you know, I don't know if I. Uh, it's not. It's not common that you know. I would think any white wine really would be just because you can. Not that you can't, but I would say red wine because of possibility of sediment or um, it kind of to open. It lets it breathe and open up. Mm -hmm. So it's. Yeah, I mean, you could do it with white, too, but I, I would say it's just more, you know, I've just seen it, it's more common with red. With the uh, red, yes. I know, because we always order a super Tuscan wine, mm. but I thought they did it one time with, um, what was that sparkly one that we no, always No, they never get? do it with a sparkling. With a Prosecco? Prosecco. They, they never do it I thought they did that. that, but anyways, yeah, but yeah. See, re recently, okay, being Italian... Chianti was a, just like soda. It was at every meal. That, mm. that, and usually it was the mega huge bottle of it that lasted, you know, that comes by the just gallon. Just dinner. Yeah, yeah, I know, the dinner <laughs> wine. So <laughs> si since then, I've kind of upgraded. Um, like I say, trying trying different wines and trying uh, different stuff. But, um, you know, my mind just went blank because we're drinking. So I'm going to let you take this call from this one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so would you suggest this more of a fish wine, a chicken, meat? I would say, I mean, it's definitely, I would pair this high acidity, which, when, you know, when, when I go through the grid, I'll kind of name some things too of, of, along those lines of food, the best food pairing for this wine. But yeah, anything from, I mean, cheeses, like a brie cheese and crackers, that would be great for like kind of an appetizer um you know or just any like goat cheese that kind of thing um or i would say more lighter like lighter sauces so if it was um like a chicken marcella this would be great with um again yeah fish like a lot of white fish uh i would do i'm trying to think of a good uh maybe a, a swordfish would be great you know with this kind of a dish with a um yeah, like anything, uh, shell or even like oysters. Mm -hmm. Yes. Cool. Um, yeah, I would you know I would do that with this wine would be would be great. Which also happens to be an aphrodisiac. So oh, that's okay. all, yeah, oysters. Well, if if you think about it, if you're planning a romantic evening, 
you don't go down to like the nearest all you can eat buffet and feed up on the biscuits and gravy because you're not going to feel that romantic later on tonight. So yeah. when it comes to pairing with wine, we usually recommend fish or lighter stuff. That mm -hmm. way, you know. Um, and we also have a term we use on the show called PSM. Mm -hmm. And that is called post-sex munchies. So <laughs> we, we have a habit of ordering the appetizer to go at the end. And mm -hmm. then after we get home and after the events are over, then you have your munchies. <laughs> yeah. No, that's a great way to do it. And then you can... You know, that you could always do if you wanted to take home another, a dessert or like a digestive wine, you know, um, that would be, that would be another, you know, a way to, a, maybe a port or something. Um, no, I don't know how that would be after you're so dehydrated from your activities, yeah. having wine afterwards. Well, even the wine afterwards, I think a sweet wine afterwards would definitely give you a little refreshment. Moscato would be another. Moscato would be lighter in that sense. Port might be a little heavy, you know, as far as that goes. But it's you know, and Moscato, I would say, like a nice or Prosecco, something a little light, a little sparkle, you know, a little bubbly. Cool. Kind of be a couple options, but yeah, I can. Um, so let let me yeah, let me finish going through the grid. So we have the um, so now we're we're still on the nose. So we have condition intense intensity or aroma characteristics, and then development. Um, and then you kind of go through a similar thing on the palate. But so we said clean, I would say, like when you really, when you put your nose up to it, and you want to do short, kind of like how a dog sniffs, just kind of that really short, <laughs> don't stick your nose, <laughs> don't stick your, don't go, oh. really stick your nose in it, but just, Sure. And I would say it's probably on the medium as far as intensity, you know, yeah. maybe. So there's light, medium, minus, medium, medium plus pronounced. So it's not like, wow, like I don't, you know, I don't smell it from, you know, just when I put my nose up to it. So, but it does have that. Yeah, it's really, it has a, I can still smell, really have a smell. So I'd say it's a medium. And then aroma characteristics. Now we get into, is it floral? What green fruit, citrus, stone fruit? Uh, tropical fruit. So as far as floral, um, I would say, you know, chamomile, honeysuckle, uh, kind of a white, uh, maybe elderflower or like daisy, you know, on that green fruit. I mean, gooseberry, that's, you know, that's even listed here. I might, you know, the book, uh, that's an example, but you said pear. I pear, definitely pear is a little. Now, is it normal, like, I know when you go and uh, get food, they, they disclose what's in the food. Is mm -hmm. it normal in wine? Because I actually have never looked if they disclose what other, I mean, obviously the grapes, of course, but I'm assuming, like you said, honeysuckle, there's other things that could be added. Mm -hmm. Is that correct? Or added, say that again? There's other, um, besides obviously the grapes, there's other additives, like you said, maybe honeysuckle, maybe uh, like fruit or something like that. Is that actually added into the mix? Or is sometimes, it just... I, sometimes it's added through the yeast they use in the fermentation. They could have like, so it depends on the winemaker and what type of yeast, like is it, so there's ambient yeast, which is just a wild yeast or like the natural forming, which a lot of times, you know, that's, I, I prefer that if it's just, you know, um, however, it's also with a lot of, you know, larger company or, you know, conglomerate wine makers they have a certain so i don't want to use like names but um 
there's just, they have a typical, you know, you know, every time that you're going to get the same taste. Gotcha. Um, but I was actually telling you about this, like, about when we first met, but it just how, if you think of how McDonald's or like how fast food, like they have a certain product that they produce that's like everybody expects it the same way. So mm-hmm. like the French fries, which, you know, or something you order. And um, so wine is similar, but it's also, it's so unnatural to, you know, it's like you're trying to process something that it's like nature, you know, it's like the nature in, in any winter or any season, you know, spring season, you know, summer, fall is going to, have varying weather so you can't say okay you know I'm gonna have the same this great this you know this wine is gonna taste the same year after year because the weather's not gonna be the same the mm-hmm. you know the, the soil the you know things different like climate different things the sun different things are gonna affect global warming that you know all of that is gonna affect what they call it the terroir or the kind of all of these factors. Oh, you know, like the pandemic right now. Well, no, now that brings me to a point that, you know, they're, they're saying, obviously less people are driving. A lot of factories have completely stopped. There's less pollution in the air. I'm curious if wine wine 2020 is going to be like a damn fine year. Who because knows? Could who be knows? 2021. The, the grapes because, might be much, yeah. you know, 2021, but the, the yeah. grapes are getting much more well, nature. Oxygen, uh, yep. Uninterrupted by, you know. Chemicals. Man's yeah. uh, products. Yeah, that's going to be another factor of like something that, you know, would, would affect it. Um, and not necessarily, I mean, I guess depending on where the, you know, the vineyard is and where, you know, and kind of, that's also another, you know, that location. And um, I mean, I, you know, right now it's COVID-19 is really affecting everywhere, but that will be interesting to see how, how it, you know, is produced. So if you, you know, get the wine for next year, it's like, yeah, to see what, what happens, you know, in weather-wise and, yeah, environment. The harvest see, and that, everything. That would be interesting, like, you know, 40, 50 years from now, like, oh, yes, the 2020, it was a very special situation to produce that wine. That's why it's $1 million yeah. a bottle. It was a special year. Do, do I need to do that? $1 yeah. million? Dollar. <laughs> no, it's $1 billion. Yeah, yeah. exactly. He's got it. He's got it. <laughs> Uh, on that aspect. Okay, well, that's interesting. Now, so what kind of music would you pair with this? Hmm. Well, because this one, this one does have, it's a high acidity. Um, as I was saying, it has those, you know, it's kind of light, fruity, you know, like I said, that honeysuckle chamomile. Um, I would say, let's see, what would be a good song? Something, something kind of a happy-go-lucky kind of feel kind of very um you know, <laughs> you know like, i don't know a lot of his music is that he likes is uh it's real country music it's not happy go lucky no, but- <laughs> uh, okay tell me a romantic country yeah. music that is not sad about my pickup truck dying my girlfriend going crazy and hits my car with a baseball bat because that seems to yeah. be like the themes that i heard <laughs> on country music so yeah, there is a lot of that. There's oh, that's a, that's the kind of music that she likes. The sad, slower I do. music. I do. I just like a body like a back road. That one's good. That's a good song. But there, there are a lot of good artists out there that actually perform um, upbeat music for special occasions, for good times, not yeah. just the sad time. Although, I think the sad ones are the better ones because they... Uh, the whiskey pairs well. I like, I know, I just like the sad. So I'm kind of a, like, like just like, you know, 
so lonesome I could cry like that that you know and it can't go nowhere no yeah exactly I was just like what the heck why let's load some songs when you got a man right now oh my god <laughs> that's just a horrible lyric right now getting written well one one of the things is again p- picking you know, it's true. Right. <laughs> I shouldn't say that one maybe many people are listening to that anyway but no I would say this okay so this one if it's something that I would care I really something you know light fun with a little sting to it like and you know um light melody kind of maybe like a Sarah Bareilles uh I'm gonna write you a love song this that yep. would go well like that kind of um or Kobe Calais that type of uh what's that you know um that song that she you know it's a few years back but uh what is that you know or my, ah John Mayer uh Your Body is a Wonderland uh, uh, okay. That's a great one. That's all right, Ansoir, what's the country music equivalent to all the other song music that she's just saying? Well, actually, I was I was thinking outside of country for this. It's kind of a has like a lighter, more refreshing taste and smell. I was thinking if you guys have ever heard of Michael Franti, um, the sound of sunshine. It's kind of a uh, like a medium melody, but has an upbeat feeling you know, hmm. to it. But it's not country. It's more um, more indie style. Indie, okay. Yeah. Hmm. But still I like that happy-go-lucky. I like yeah. that happy-go-lucky because it, it, it plays into that, to that good romantic, the f- fun mood. What? Pharrell's I'm so happy. That's got a little, you know, rhythm to it back and forth. Oh, yeah, Groot was dancing to it. Yeah. So. <laughs> Very good. It is, it, I love comparing. I love that you asked that, just comparing that kind of that wine to the song and how that... Um, or just the mood, because you're saying setting the mood is so important. Of, um, and that's you know that's something that, um, yeah, like coming home, like you said, having kind of a long day or a bad day, or you know, um, and just I feel like wine is a lot of part of that. It's just like you're just like resetting yourself and the environment. So it's like I'm gonna open this bottle, I'm gonna pour a glass of wine, I'm gonna make a really nice meal, and then you know sit by your you know significant other or your partner and kind of enjoy. It just like resets the day, you know, almost like, okay, you know, almost, you know, close a nice uh, end of the chapter of a day, you know, mm-hmm. and um, just kind of enjoy each other's company and enjoy uh, really the moment and living in that time versus reflecting upon, ugh, like all this, you know, the worries or all this, uh, you know, the running around, the hectic, the chaos of the day. It, you know, it's that's true. What I love. Especially now, the one thing you find is, uh, especially I don't know about you guys, but for me, my mood definitely has been swinging with this um, uh, stay indoor order. That mm-hmm. you know, you wake up, you got a great sunshine out, you go for a little walk. Yesterday, it just started to rain, and I got inside, and I'm like, <laughs> I got into a slump for a little while, and then after a little, after a little bit, I'm like, uh, hey, don't we have margaritas? Which can definitely change the mood just a little bit. And again, it's not the drink too much, but it's it's the it's a daily occurrence with the margaritas. That's why we were trying no, to switch no, to one. We, we did. We went through. We, we went through and two mixes. Okay? We did, but we went out. We went a week without any margaritas. Right, but we had to buy the big bottle of Patron Silver. You know the the. We had to. We had to. Yeah, let's, it's already let, gone. Let, let's so. rephrase <laughs> this. We went to go ahead and buy it when all this went on, and the only Patron bottle left was the big one no i showed you the little uh, one no you showed me the little one no no the no. little one the airplane <laughs> airplane bottle versus the handle yes yeah well you know 
So I would rather have the bigger one though. I mean, than the one. it's not like it's going to go bad. It's, you know, well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It can, but we're not letting it sit that long. Yeah. Well, it's funny you guys, uh, you, you talk about the COVID-19 because we actually recently started dating maybe two weeks before all this started. So it's been mm -hmm. very refreshing having that time without the influence of the world. And we've been trying so many different wines and pairing it with food and sex and yeah. lots of each. So it's been a really good time uh, during this COVID-19. Yeah, our experiment with cheese and yeah. Yeah. Well, it's good to see there's a positive coming out of this that, you know, yes, we're at home and I know some people probably don't want to be home, but a lot of, with the people they are with, but a lot of us are <laughs> home with the people that we enjoy our time with and it, it becomes a bonding uh, experience and exploring these new type of things again, whether they're wine or food or sexual, we've actually been cooking together, mm -hmm. which we really haven't never we've almost never had time to do. No, we didn't because of our conflicting schedules. So, so and we live together, go figure. And we work at home. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Still, it's still, it's like, right. <laughs> well, it's because we're, neither one of us are like running around going to a meeting or going to meet up with someone, going to a networking event. It's just, you know, now we're forced to be here. So. Mm. It's but just there's like, a positive side to it. Yes. That's what I found. Too, you know, along those lines of just like it's simplified, sort of. It's almost like taking like a cleanse of just like I can like being hyper fo focusing on what matters most or like what values, you know, of just it's like you know, more together time or more, you know, let me just I have my books, I can, you know, if I'm studying or just just to focus on a few things rather than feeling like kind of running around because there's so many activities to do or like I can't, you know, I'm a very active person and I like to keep up and like socially and you know, act like exercise physically. So I've either was working, going to the gym, like, you know, meeting up with friends. And it was like, well, now I just, there's just that, that's an option. So it's just, <laughs> you know, and I, I do have a wine shop. So I guess I'm, you know, in the category of I am going out and, you know, working regularly. Um, and then yes, you are a very essential person to all of us. Very essential. <laughs> they're like, they're like, I'm glad. Yeah, but I wasn't sure if they were going to close. There were a few places that, that did close, but the owner decided we wanted to keep it open. And um, I could see, I mean, sales have been up like crazy. So, um, but it's, you know, it's, it's definitely been, it's nice to go there for a little bit, but then it's just, I'm at work at the wine shop or I'm home. And um, I started asking my mom about recipes, like some family recipes and talking to her and, you know, I got, she kind of sent me a few of those. And so we've been making them. Um, and then from the wine shop, I'll be like, Oh, let me like bring this bottle home and let's, you know, like try to make, you know, make this. And so, I mean, this one, Sauvignon Blanc, you know, I was going to do, I usually do a lot of pesto or. Um, Ooh, that's good. Yeah. That would be another like pasta, pasta and a spaghetti and pesto with this and maybe some chicken on top of some Parmesan. That would be a great pairing, you know? See, that, that's uh, why I'm glad we're doing an afternoon interview because dinner is coming up. Yes, and we have chicken to make, so yeah. Yes, we do. I, I do miss our favorite uh, place that closed down with the pesto pizza. That was so good. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah. We, 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 well, we found out that because um, we eat a lot of pizza. Well, not too much, but weekly at least. And the red sauce apparently is what kind of gives you that afterwards super filling, repeating um go take a nap right away yes taste to it but since we've moved to and we're still getting some meat on it and some vegetables 
and still putting the cheese, but moving more towards a pesto sauce on it. Or a balsamic and garlic oil. Yes. Oh, that was my favorite. You know, an hour That's afterwards, like we're not napping, mm -hmm. which is fantastic. Yeah, it's not as heavy. If, uh, you know, it does, the red sauce is, um, yeah, because usually, I, I, my mom has, I, I have made it from scratch, but it's usually has the tomatoes and then the tomato sauce um, and paste. And then you're mixing that with a little bit of like red wine. So then, and then I'll put like some carrots to like burn down the acidity, but it's definitely, it's just a lot heavier. Whereas, you know, the, the pesto or um, kind of what you said, balsamic and like on olive oil, it's a lighter, um, or even just like a, if you did like a lemon, you know, kind of a lemon, mm -hmm. like a caper, uh, was it like a chicken piccata type, you know? Oh, that sounds so good. <laughs> yeah, those are like, I mean, I've been doing a lot of those. I love a lot of Italian, um, I don't know, my mom does, she's Italian, so I, my, I'm naturally inclined to make a lot of Italian meals. So. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm technically Sicilian, so I'm naturally inclined to put garlic in everything. <laughs> it's just like a habit, like, oh, what does this need? Ah, it needs garlic. It needs, it needs garlic, yeah. <laughs> for olive oil. So. When we got together, again, I'm from uh, Italian, she's from a Mexican family. We've realized they're the exact same, but one works with pasta and one works with corn. Because in, in her family, every time I'm like- Rice, it's rice. You get pasta, no, I get rice. No, rice and corn. Ugh. Because there's tortillas or some type of wrap okay, something and everything. A basic core concept of a Mexican meal. It's some kind of rice, some kind of cheese, meat, some kind of meat and beans and tortillas. Okay, so it's tortillas. fine. Yeah, so there Always you go. tortillas. Th that is your fundamental Mexican meal. And I grew up in a New York Italian family and I remember like we went for a barbecue and I turned around and my mom pulled out pasta salad. I said, can we have one meal? No Just pasta. one meal without pasta. <laughs> Please. It's like anything but, else. Yeah, it, it wasn't until I was in high school when I had American friends because I grew up in a Latin community and I went to a Thanksgiving dinner the first time and I asked my friends, it's like, where's the rice and beans and tortillas? They're like, what? I'm like, it's Thanksgiving. You have to have these. They're like, no, you don't. I was like, oh, I guess I was not celebrating Thanksgiving the American way. It's like, we have, what, what, what about the turkey? Yeah, just tur turkey tortillas. <laughs> yeah. Turkey tortillas. Yeah, it's like, what do you mean rice? There's no rice here. I'm like, what? I can't eat. Stuffing in place of the beans. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it, it's interesting, the dynamics of food and cultures and, you know. Everyone's a little different. Yeah. Just a little. So. All right. Wow. We, we, we talked a lot of chatty catty here and it, it was completely different off the rails and we had to. It's, you know, we're locked up. We need something different other than sex. But we did talk about sex. We did. Mm -hmm. And I do want to go ahead and in the show notes, I'm going to add your list of recommendations mm -hmm. because okay. most, um, most stores, liquor stores, uh, will still do the pickup. Mm -hmm. So if we're, you know, we're still going to be in, indoors for another at least week or two. It all depends on whether you're listening to Trump or not. Um, but you can call in and go ahead and just do a quick drive-by pickup with some of this. Leave the kids in the car like John did. Yeah, and Whitehaven, and Whitehaven was at, um, I know I, I saw it at Kroger. So they have it, you know, oh. like a lot of the, I don't know, if, you have, if you have Kroger there, I'm not sure, but they have. No, we have Publix, so. Yeah, and I don't know about Chop Shop, and it's kind of, it's hit or miss with some of the grocery stores, um, as far as, like, what they, you know, what they carry, and, you know, the wine shops and things, and, uh, but, I, yeah, these, this one will definitely, I know that's, this one, Whitehaven was there, um, but, yeah, and then I'll, I'll send, I sent you that list, so, mm -hmm. um, 
those are most likely, if not at a grocery store, will be at a local wine shop or a local liquor store in your area. And the one thing people forget, and I'm sure uh, you know, is you can ask them. You can ask the people there, like, you know, you're going for all your education in wine. Don't just go ahead and look at the bottle and get the cool label, which is what I know most people do. It's got a dragon on it. I'm getting this one. Mm-hmm. Ask. <laughs> you just keep buying menage a trois. No, no, you. no. There's some cool bottle They're labels cool. that I'm just like, oh. hey, that looks good. I bought a serial killer label once because the, the label just looked cool. But, you know. Yeah, which, you know, that's another, people don't think about that a lot, but, like, that's, I mean, it's such an art, like, who make, you know, the artist behind me, the person who makes the label, like, it's, you know, sometimes, I mean, they're, depending if they're, like, a mass producer, but a lot of times, if it's a small producer of wine, like, that's a, they had an artisan or somebody come in or they, or they, you know, modeled or they took that print from a painting and then were like, hey, this would be a cool label, and uh, I know the prisoner has a, you know, that's, um, Orrin Swift, he has a great, like, that's a really cool label. It's like a, the desert. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, the desert is like, and it has um, a whole, it's kind of wrapped around, you know, majority of the bottle and it has this like desert scene. Um, really, you know, just, but that's just one example of, you know, of what you can, the art that goes into it. And people don't really think about it a lot. Yeah, I know World Market is very um, good about that, showing a lot of different labels and artists and featuring that. And a couple places like Total Wine, they do offer tasting. So if you are questioning something, you could just ask for a tasting. They will do that. I know Epcot Food and Wine Festival, which is in September all the way to November, should be open and we could go and do some tastings because you have not That's experience. a tasting marathon, though. Oh, yes, it is. It is. It is not for anyone with a weak liver. Like no. imagine, yeah, imagine going to like Disney World and every place where they sell soda, they just hand you more wine. <laughs> so that comes the concept of drinking around the world because at Epcot, they have all the different world showcases. That's right. And so what has happened over the years, the Food and Wine Festival used to be one weekend and now it's about three months long and they've (laughs) added other countries and other exhibits on there. So now they have like an organic, they have Brazil, they have uh, Australia, New Zealand. So all different things. So that's why I'm familiarized with the gooseberry because they do promote that a lot when the New Zealand one, then they have Florida wine. So, and then they bring all these, um, experts like celebrity chefs, celebrity salonaires. That's why I can't pronounce it, but I knew about the words. So it, it's a very fun interactive weekend there. So what, what is that? Um, if everything opens, it should be like September nineteenth until November thirtieth. Okay. So yeah, it, it is. I don't know. I didn't know about that. That would be a fun thing to. Uh, just to go to or even do a podcast episode on. Oh, no, totally. Um, yeah, and if you want, I think you could reach out to their media um, department at Walt Disney World to see if you could do that during Food and Wine Festival because I know they do offer media passes. Yeah, I'm still trying to look. I'm, we I'm, totally I'm, need media passes I, for I, wine I, events. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's do our own wine podcast. But I know they'll, they'll do that because they like the exposure on that. And especially um, Tennessee, because they do a lot of their marketing dollars in like the Midwest and yeah, kind of deal. Yeah, okay. So, All right, I will, uh, I'll look into that. That would be, that'd be just, that would sound so, so fun. And um, it's kind of like my, I want to do that, you know, around the world, but this will be like a, <laughs> a way to, to do it in one location for, you know, 
just uh, a little less expensive, you know. A, a more, mini version of it, yes. A, a mini, yeah. It does, yeah. Well, it, it does add up really quickly. It, it's sort of like her dream is to go to Paris, which she hasn't done yet. So I'm I took her to Vegas and we stood at Paris. Twice. Uh, Paris, Las Vegas. Yeah. Oh, have, wait, have you been to Vegas? Vegas is oh, yeah. yeah. We got married in Vegas. Yeah. We eloped there. Okay. Very fun. Okay. So that's like a. But yeah, that would be, I mean, I know Paris, yeah, so Paris would be nice too. <laughs> or France, you know, wine in France, I mean, that's they call it, that's the motherland. Oh, yeah. Well, the one thing I will say before we close out is I'm very familiar with Champagne. No one ever told me that sparkling wine, which sounds so much less classy, is basically just Champagne from somewhere else. Mm. It's, yeah, I'm saying the title Champagne it differs. Like I, I personally, I haven't had enough champagne. I will say, just because it is, you know, to to buy it is a little bit, you know, often is is, is uh I can't really buy it that often. But I am a big fan of prosecco and cava is like sparkling wine, and they do mm-hmm. um, even more over champagne. Even you know, even the ones that I've had, right? Know, those are those are more you know, and champagne just having to be it has to be from champagne um france but other than the kava i mean it's still it's still a good quality they use a similar the traditional method of you know a lot of times in, in making the when making kava or prosecco so it's kind of the same process but just um they can't call it that so they're calling it you know something more regional to, or to their uh their country mm-hmm. yeah they they so it's sort of like the scotch thing because you can get some amazing whiskey in, in ireland it's almost exactly the same. It's not from Scotland, therefore it's not Scotch. Gosh. Yeah, okay. we've gone through that. So, anyway, so tell people where they can find you and how to reach out. Yes, so I um, I have the Instagram, so Treble and Vine. So the Instagram, Facebook uh, page. I have the YouTube channel as well as um, my website up, just trebleandvine.com. So those would be yeah the best places that they can reach me and just you know direct message me is the best. Uh, yeah, best way. Awesome. Cool. There. You can find us everywhere on all podcast platforms. Uh, like, subscribe, review. Even if it's a horrible review, we'll take anything. We're desperate because uh, <laughs> we're not desperate. Yes, we are. We only have 10 reviews. I need more. <laughs> yeah, but you can find us everywhere on social media as Sex Positive Me um, or Miss Angelique Luna. Well, I want to give a teaser. What's a teaser? The teaser is pretty soon we're actually going to be vending product. We are going to, we ended up um, getting in with a towel and uh, robe manufacturer and we're oh, going to be cool. them with all the fun stuff like daddy, brat. princess and brat and maybe uh-huh. master slave or swinger and oh, ooh, maybe we should get wine enthusiasts on it as well. Well, that, that could be a possibility. So we'll see. That's, that, that's what's coming up. But if you want to reach me, I'm John C. Luna on all the different channels. And we will see you next time. Enjoy your uh, enjoy your wine. Go have some. Enjoy some wine. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Hey, John. I want to get a new toy. Okay, so let's go to Fair Villa. But I don't want to waste time trying to find out what goes with what. Well, there's Fair Villa University, and their staff is very well educated and helpful. Okay, but how about if I just want to go to a party instead? Then go to their website, because on their calendar, they list all their events. But I don't want to spend a lot of money.
Have you heard of their loyalty program? Oh yeah, that thing on my keychain that makes everyone blush every time they see it. That's the one. Let's go. Well, they have over five locations in Central Florida. Which one do you want to go to? Fair, Fair Villa. Villa. For, for pleasure, pleasure, fun, and, and fantasy. fantasy.